that good morning. Turn to number 590, please. 590. Let's all stand. Give you just a second to find your place. Sing all three verses. Number 590. Sound the battle cry, see the foe is not, raise the standard high for the Lord. Gird your armor on, stand firm everyone, rest your cause upon his holy word. Rouse them soldiers, rally round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word along, onward, forward. Shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Strong to meet the foe, marching on we go, while our cause we know must prevail. Shield and banner run in the light, and lead for the right we ne'er can fail. Rouse them soldiers, rally round the battle. Pass the word along, onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Oh, thou God of hear us when we call, help us one and all, by thy grace. When the battle's won, and the victory's won, where the crown before thy face. Soldiers rally round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. All right, great to see everybody here today. Glad to have everybody in the service today. Our deaf folk are here, our junior church and young people are here. Just an opportunity for us as a church to say thank you to a special group of people that make sacrifices on a regular basis. So let's pray and get right into the service for today. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for church. Thank you that we are a country that sets aside a day every year to thank veterans. And Lord, these are men, women who have served our country. And Lord, we thank you for those sacrifices. And Lord, I pray today that you'd encourage our hearts and help them to know how much they're appreciated by a generation of grateful people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. With this being a, a patriotic Sunday, we're going to be singing some patriotic songs. That first one was kind of into the fight because if you haven't noticed, we're kind of in one. Yeah, so, you know, we play a lot of defense. There's times it's time to stand up and uh, take back some things that are gone. So that's why we uh, started with Sound of the Battle Cry. Number 597, please. Battle Hymn of the Republic. We'll sing the first, third, and last verses. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He heavens the faithful life of his terrible smith sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, 
sound for the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. Has he died to make men holy, but he's lived to make men free. Our God is marching on. take a moment and just recognize our first-time visitors that are here this morning and uh, you may have already received a visitor's card packet from our church uh, ushers if you have you do not need to raise your hand at this time but we would love for you to fill that card out and you can keep the pen and the brochure take that card to my right your left in the foyer and exchange it for a gift but if you have not received one we definitely want you to be able to receive the gift from our church today so if that's you would you raise your hand anybody first-time visitors have not received I know we have quite a few visitors back there we got some right here in the front good okay we got some good Anybody right over here? We got first time visitors right up here. Thank you, Brother Tim. Who else? And right here. All right, we got some in the deaf section. Wonderful. And uh, good to have you all here. All right. Make sure. Don't forget about tonight, right here, Brother Tim. Don't forget about tonight. Brother Tim will be and Miss Deborah will be talking about their mission trip to Africa. That's the services for tonight. We're looking forward to that. Uh, some of our church family are traveling this weekend for hunting. And so it's always good to have Lydia Kissick on the platform playing the piano. Appreciate her up here and uh, thankful for that. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, thank you visitors so much for being here. Let's go ahead and recognize all of our veterans. If you, are, if you have served or are still serving, let's go ahead and stand up all over the building. If you are here, would you stand up, please? And uh, we want to take a moment and just appreciate uh, you all so much. Yesterday I preached at a youth conference in Michigan, outside of Detroit, in Adrian, Michigan. And uh, I love that they, they did that at the youth conference. There was about 200 teenagers there. Three young people got saved, accepted Christ, and we praise the Lord for that. Um, but they made sure they recognized the veterans on Veterans Day. And uh, the youth pastor said, we want our young people to know that LeBron James and Taylor Swift and Tom Brady aren't the heroes of our country. They're not. We don't apologize for that. They're, they're entertainers that are paid very handsomely for it. The real heroes are the people that are standing before you today. So... We appreciate it so much, and thank God to the spouses and the children who make sacrifices, too. So let's start over here with Justin. We'll go ahead and go around the room. Go ahead, Brother Justin. Amen. Feel free to do your, yeah, you can't even remember, huh? That's pretty bad. No, I'm just kidding. I got to pick on him. Feel free to do your uh, oorahs and all that good stuff if you would like. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, Brother Herb. Nineteen eighty-eight. Well, both of you are struggling with your dates today. I'm like, fall like not. <laughs> Amen. Going back here, brother Rick, brother Elliot. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, brother Malzi. Amen. Thank you. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Brother Stone. Amen. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir, Luke. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir, Brother Bill. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Brother Hugh. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. First time visitor guest. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Brother Rogers. Thank you, sir. Brother Sampson. Thank you, sir. Jason Miller. Thank you, sir. And then Brother Don Coon. Oh, Brother Bill's out in the hallway, too. We have some security team that also are out there. Uh, while we're waiting for him, go ahead, Brother Coons. Thank you, sir. Brother Bill? Amen. Thank you so much. Let's give all these men a hand. Appreciate it so much. All of you, all of you and your spouses, if they are with you, are please invited to stay afterwards. Our church wants to feed you a steak dinner. Our teenagers will be serving you as a way of just saying thank you. And if you have children with you, they can stay as well. Uh, they get hot dogs, though. But the, but the, but the actual veteran and the uh, spouse, you get a steak dinner. And not a steak that you have to split. You get your own steak. All right. And really, we want to thank the spouses, too. So many people forget about the spouses and the children. And we appreciate so much the sacrifices that have been made for all of that. So praise the Lord for that. We have a special treat today. Brother Doug has been coming to church now for some time. We've become very good friends. And he's got, you know, you bring a lot of family when you have to reserve a section in church for them. And we are so honored to have so much of their family here today. And Brother Doug, uh, their family loves to hear Brother Doug sing. And so Brother Doug's going to come sing a special at this time. And it'll be a blessing to all of us. And thank you all so much for being here today. We sure love Brother Doug and Trenton and all the family that have been coming. So this time we'll enjoy this song. And then Brother Kunch is going to come up and, and say some things about Veterans Day. Thank you so much. come bear this with me to roll back the clouds for one day in search of some answers I talked to my friends just longing love advice but no Thank 
but who would have known? That's his first time singing here. Wow. Certainly not his first time singing, though, is it? Yeah. Amen, Brother Doug. Amen. I enjoyed, uh, Brother John, I didn't get a chance to tell you after Sunday school, but I enjoyed your Sunday school. Uh, you preached this morning from Philippians chapter 4. I want to, uh, it was just on my heart before you preached the, the message, but I wanted to start today's Veterans Day address, if you will, uh, from a verse that was in the lesson that Brother John taught this morning. And I uh, want to tie that into uh, Veterans Day. <clears throat> and I believe we have that here. Paul's writing to the Philippians, and it's a rich, rich, rich chapter, Philippians chapter 4 and all of it, but this one thought from verse 9. Paul said to the Philippians, he said, those things which you have both learned, and by the way, if you come here and you listen here, you do learn here, because the Bible, the counsel of God is taught and preached here. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Paul's saying that he's a representative of Christ and a pastor may not stand up and say this, but I'll say that we've seen these things that are in the Bible in our pastor and our teachers as we open up the word of God because the authority here is God and is his word. And so we see those things. He said those things that you've learned and, and received and heard and seen in me, he then says, do. Veterans do. I could go on that to say, and Christians do. And the God of peace shall be with you. What a great promise. Listen, see, learn, hear, do. It's a pretty simple thing. For Veterans Day every year, it's my privilege to go to a variety of schools around the state. And, and uh, I love doing that. And uh, a lot of my invitations come through an organization that I serve over the years called FFA. Let me share their, uh, I think it's called a creed or a motto. Let me share their motto with you. It says learning to do. They do that in FFA. We do that here. This verse, when you come in, you ought to be learning the things you ought to do, the things you ought to think, the things you ought to say. Learning to do, and then after you learn how to do it, Doing to learn. After you learn how to do, do you know when you really start learning? When you start doing the things that you've learned because you'll learn some more when you start doing them. Learning to do, doing to learn. Here's a key point that's key for today. Earning to live. It's almost a vanishing concept in our common culture today. In order to live, you need to earn. How do you earn? By doing the things you learned how to do. <laughs> it's not rocket science. I'm going to go back over the first three. And uh, ended so, so, so powerfully, I believe it to be scripturally based. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and then finally, living to serve. What's Veterans Day about? It's about serving. Now today, we honor our veterans, and today in our church, veterans for lunch and in the service are going to be served by talking good about the things that uh, veterans have done and hopefully continue to do. Veterans, let's remember this, as we're served, we're not here to be served. We're here to continue our service and provide the right model for what veterans and Christians do. Christians, remember this, we're not here to be served. We're here to serve. So uh, this year, 
over Banner's Day. I brought in a kindergarten lesson that I'd like to share with the church. Regarding the flag. The schools of Missouri like to teach symbols and what they mean about America to very young people. So years ago, I came up with something called what the flag means to me at the request of a school district, and I've done it several times since. And we do things at the kindergarten level where we, they show me how they can count. They show me they know how to recognize colors. They show me that they know uh, shapes, the fact that there's stars, there's stripes, the flag is a rectangle. They show me all that. And then we get down to the colors and what they mean. Notice that uh, there are 13 stripes reminding us of our original 13 colonies, which became 13 states after the Revolutionary War and us winning our independence. But why did we choose red? We chose 13 to help us remind us of our beginnings. We chose red to help us remind us of the cost of our freedom. America is a great melting pot, people from all over the world, all kinds of different appearances on the outside. But one common thing that we have, the flag is something that's supposed to unite us. We say the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, we, say, we, we sing the Star Spangled Banner. The flag helps remind us how we're like. And we talk about how that everybody might look different on the outside, might have different skin colors. But if you get an owie, what color is your blood? All of our bloods are red, and even kindergartners know that. And why do we have red to remind us that our freedom was bought at the cost of those initial folks that died to get us our freedom, that next group that died to keep our freedom, and that as all of us that are alive and remain and didn't die must remember is there was a tremendous cost and that freedom isn't free. And if we see the red and remember that, it helps us be thankful for our country. We talk about white, and we talk about how when they originally wrote the laws that would govern our country some 11 years, uh, 14 years or so after the end of the Revolutionary War, 17, well, it wasn't that many years, 1776 to 1781, it uh, treaty in 1783 in Constitution, 1787 was written, was ratified and put into practice in 1789. The white, the Constitution, was written for a virtuous people. Our Folks that wrote our laws, wrote laws, uh, Bible says the law, laws are for the lawless, but they wrote it with the intent is that our government would be good, would be virtuous, would be pure. And I said, it reminds me when I see the white, that those that came before me that paid the price, that saw their family and friends pay the price, wanted us to be good boys, want us to be good girls. So when I see white, I said, I think of purity and goodness, and it makes me want to be a good boy. And one little kindergarten boy says, that's not what white makes me think of. Five-year-old boy. Bible says, out of the mouth of babes. I said, what does white make you think of? He says, white makes me think of bones. Bones? Bones. He said, we might be red, white, blue, or yellow on the outside, but we all got bones. He says, you know what color bones are? Yeah, I do. He said, they're white. I said, right, man, that's good. He said, but that ain't all. It's not. No. What else? He says, you know what bones do? What do bones do? He said, bones help hold us together, and they make us strong. 
or is there a pile of politicians I wish would get that message in an election year? Hello. Message that veterans hold dear. Why? Because we serve regardless of the administration. We serve all peoples of all kinds for the cause of freedom like Christ died for all peoples so that all might have a chance to go to heaven. We chose blue, I believe, because blue is the eternal symbol, if you will, of royalty. And as we go, as we went several years ago, coming up, I was 20 years ago, this church was praying for me and my wife. My wife was here. I was in Baghdad. Many of us that have gone and have served have had a, a praying church family like y'all behind us, and that's so powerful. But as we met the families of the folks that would go with us, the moms would say, you have my son, you have my daughter. And as we look at the blue, blue reminds us it's not just the royalty, but it shows in America we believe in the importance, as if the royalty, of every living soul. Those that look like us, those that don't. Those that vote like us, those that don't. Those that worship like us, those that don't. Every single one of them wanted their son, their daughter, to come home. And I told people in assemblies this week, and I'll tell you, don't let anybody ever tell you you're not important. You're so important that the creator of the universe gave his only son for you. And we put it on our flag to, to help us remember that as Americans, as people, we're important. And if we knew that and we realized that and we appreciated that, then perhaps we could learn to be a little more respectful as we talked to with and about other folks. I appreciate veterans, I appreciate being one. I appreciate what they have done, what they continue to do. One of the things that you learn regardless of the service that you, uh, that you enter, and I don't know if anybody took count or not, but the Marines are one of the smaller forces, but they're overrepresented here in Bible Baptist. There, there's more Marines here than any other service, so maybe you gotta take a back seat, fellas, I'm just saying. Here this morning more marines here than anything else but uh one of the things you learn is a general order one of those general orders says uh, I, I, this is what i learned as an army guy i learned i'm an american soldier goes on to say i will guard everything within the confines of my post and the last part of it says i will not quit my post until properly relieved folks do you know who's which generation it is that's kept the flag up. We're gonna have a lot of older folks down there eating steaks after a while. But do you know who it is that got us free? Which generation? In every generation, it's always been that group. It's somewhere between the ages of about 17 and 25. Our young people, every single time that we've had a conflict where freedom was at stake, it's been our youth. It's been our youth that's kept us free. The fellows that are getting to eat the steak today did most of what we did when we were young. Now we're just old. But that thing about not quitting until we're properly relieved, you know who our proper relief is every time, every generation? It's that next generation. For the first time in the history of our nation, for the first time, there's not enough young people today coming into the military to sustain it at the level that people say it needs to be. We're missing our recruiting goals pretty badly. Now I'm not gonna go into the reasons for that. I've got my opinions. But what I'm saying to Christian young people that have learned and heard and seen 
what the Bible says about what's important? When people say, thank you for your service, I reply, we got something worth serving. Is America worth serving? How many missionaries does America send? What happens if America falls? What is our relief? I like to think it's our young people that I have a privilege to thank on Veterans Day assemblies around the state. May God continue to bless America. May America return to God. And may our youth stand up and do what youth have always done. Thank you. Number 599, we'll sing a verse of America the Beautiful. Hold your place. We'll come back to it. All stand, please. 599. Take the time to shake hands. We'll come back and finish the song later.
right, here we go. Verse number two, please. Verse number two. Oh, beautiful for beauty, whose stern impassions true. Father, oh, for freedom, all across the Good, please. Instruments drop out. Let's look at this third verse. Here we go. Oh, beautiful for heroes brew in liberating stripes who more than self their country love and mercy more than life, America, America, may God thy gold refine, till all success be nobleness, and every Take our Bibles and turn to John chapter 8. I will not be long today. We want to give you a thought, and then we'll have a special uh, before the message. I uh, want to get these heroes down to have a steak dinner. Again, please stay and have a steak dinner if you are. Uh, thank you, Miss Lydia. It's always good to see Mrs. Fisher. She's here. Uh, since she's moved, it's been good to have you. Are you moving back? I've seen you a lot lately. It's so good to have you home, and uh, so good to see Mrs. Fisher. We love you. And then uh, we'll continue to pray for Mary Pogerman. Brother Ray gave us an update last night. She took a little bit of a turn for worse, so continue to lift her up in prayer uh, at this time. She's at the hospital up there in Columbia. Um, John chapter 8, uh, but before I read this, I wanted to just share with you about the special we're going to have today. The son of one of our veterans is going to sing. And uh, I do think it's very important to, to mention that children and spouses definitely make great sacrifices. Uh, Robbie, many of you don't know, I figured it up one time, I talked to him about it, he didn't realize it, but he has probably had his father absent from his life for four years of his upbringing time because of his deployments, nine deployments, Brother Stone. And uh, Brother Stone served career military, and uh, so appreciate his sacrifice, Missy Stone too, and her brothers, Mikey, Rob, all, or, um, yeah, all of you missed, Donald, I mean, all, all of you missed uh, um, a lot of time from your dad. So children make that sacrifice. But one of the things I love about all three boys is they adore their dad, too. They so appreciate what Brother Stonus does. And so today's special 
It's going to be a little longer than normal, but I think you're going to really see why it's going to be a special, special, really. And it'll be a blessing to many of you today. And again, Stones and all of you veterans, thank you so much for the sacrifices you've made. We love you all so much and appreciate it. Yesterday, I got to preach at 200 teenagers still freely in this country because of what the sacrifices they have made. There are those out there that criticize patriotism in church. But my God is so big, he's not threatened by patriotism. And Jesus, Jesus was a patriot. In fact, when they convinced Jesus to heal the Roman centurion servant, they said, here, let's pitch this sale to Jesus. He loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. When they said he loveth our nation, Jesus said, okay, you got my attention here. And so praise the Lord for those that have made the sacrifice. We know that Jesus is preeminence. He's not threatened by that. And Jesus was the greatest soldier to have ever lived. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So look at verse 32 with me real quickly. The Bible says, Jesus is speaking here, and he says, And ye shall know the truth. Watch what he says here. And the truth shall make you free. So the knowledge of the truth, it'll make you free, he says here. Now watch verse 33. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Watch this. Look at verse 36. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. So verse 32, if you know the truth, it makes you free. But then he says, the son makes you free, then you're free indeed. Today I want to talk about freedom, thanksgiving, or being thankful for freedom. And praise the Lord for that. At this time, we have a special. Thank you so much. We stood to watch them coming home, our soldiers brave and true. So many maimed and injured, some didn't make it through. We wave our flags in honor to let the soldiers know how much we appreciate their willingness to go. sacrifice to the greatest land of all thank you for selflessly answering the call you're fighting for our freedom for generations to come and we don't take it lightly for all that you have done we wave our flags thankfully as you are passing through and say God bless America and the red, white, and blue. Soldiers still fight bravely in a land so far away. Willingly they give their lives on any given day. We pray for God's protection as they fight for what is right. Wave our flags in honor as we think of them tonight. And thank you for your sacrifice to the greatest land of all. Thank you for selflessly answering the call. 
are fighting for our freedom for generations to come. And we don't take it lightly for all that you have done. We wave our flags thankfully as you are passing through and say God bless America and the red, white, and blue. You're fighting for our freedom for generations to come. And we don't take it lightly for all that you have done. We wave our flags thankfully as you are passing through and say, God bless America and the red, white, and blue. God bless America, land that I love. We wave our flags thankfully as you are passing through and say, God bless America. God bless America, God bless America, and the red, white, and blue. He was just a young man. When he first heard the call, come and join in the battle, and come and give us your all. And he rose up to follow, leaving all else behind. And he joined in this song when he reached the front lines. It's an honor to serve, to join in the fight to lift up my voice to lay down my life giving glory to god seeking none in return it's an honor an honor to serve now the day he was captured they locked him in chains and the weeks turned to years, still his faith stayed the same. As his body was broken, his dark hair turned gray. But each night in his cell, he would stand up and say, It's an honor to serve, to join in the fight, to lift up my voice, to lay down my life, giving glory to God, seeking none in return. It's an honor, an honor to serve. Now one day the war, it finally came to an end. And he stood at attention, right along with his men. And as they lifted the flag, 
at the front of the crowd. I watched him stand up and bring his hand to his brow. Oh, help me remember what true honor means. And no matter the cost to stand up and sing. It's an honor to serve, to join in the fight. I will lift up my voice. I will lay down my life, giving glory to God, seeking none in return. It's an honor, an honor to serve. It's an honor, an honor to serve. It's an honor, an honor to serve. blessing. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Hudson. Thank you for those that put those pictures together. What a blessing it is. Again, I'm not belong today. I just want to give you a quick thought on the greatest soldier, the greatest veteran that ever lived, and his name is Jesus Christ. What a blessing it is to honor, and I'm sorry if we missed maybe one or two of you. I know there's a couple that didn't get up there. Uh, we tried to contact people, get pictures, and did a good job of working on it. Thank you all that have served. We so appreciate that. As you look in this passage here, I think we live in a world today that's very confused about truth and freedom and how they go together. And I think the reason our country is losing its freedoms is because they have become more of an absence of truth. The presence of truth actually brings the potential for freedom. It's just it's interesting that Jesus makes these two statements when it comes to the phrase or the word of free. And he says in verse 32, he says, and ye shall know, here it is, it's the knowledge, know the truth, and then it's the truth that makes you free. So number one, there has to be a revival of knowledge again as, as you see these different pictures displayed and, and, and it's still to this day the globe still looks at the U.S. military as the most dominant military on the planet. The most intimidating and strongest military. And it's because of the knowledge that has come with that. Our military has incredible knowledge in the technical realm and technology and, and in training and strategic maneuvering and and even in intelligence. And so that knowledge accumulates, comes together to make our military as powerful as it is. And then action is taken upon truth. Thank God for truth. Truth is what is the foundation that leads to action. We live in a world today that it just seems like people would almost believe a lie more than they would the truth. But the truth is not intimidated by anything today. The truth is not nervous because the truth is always the truth regardless, period. Nothing will stop that. And the truth apologizes to no man today. We live in a world today where people are consistently trying to change the Bible, change God's ideas and God's philosophies. And it's very simple today. If God says it, it doesn't matter what our government says. It doesn't matter what preachers and ministers say. It doesn't matter what society says. God is God, and that is the truth this morning. So the knowledge merited with truth coming together then gives us freedom. So it's like a mathematical equation. Knowledge plus truth or knowledge of the truth comes together and it equals or gives us the blessing of freedom. 
And so Jesus is instructing this. In verse 32, we're making the application that it can apply to veterans and soldiers and the sacrifices they've made. And we know today that knowing the truth and living the truth and telling the truth is the best way to live. We live in a world where honesty has become uh, no longer, it's not even the best policy, it's not even a policy anymore in America, it seems like, right? But when we, when we actually live by the principles of truth and honesty, we can see a rise and in an increase in morality. We can see a rise and in an increase in that which is good, and the potential for right to become stronger again is there. So if Jesus says this in verse 32, he says, And ye shall know the truth, and the knowledge of the truth, that's what makes you free. Then there's a little bit of discourse between him and some of the leadership of that day. So Jesus finally comes out and bluntly says to all of us, here it is. He says, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, then you shall be free indeed. What is that? I'll tell you what it is. The equal, the, equal, the, the, the answer to the, to the equation is simply this. Knowledge plus truth, when it's all said and done, is equal to Jesus Christ. And this world must hear about Jesus again. The greatest soldier that ever lived, the one who made the greatest sacrifice of all, the one who left his homeland of heaven, the one who came down here and dwelt among us. He went to a so-called foreign land, and all he did was improve people's lives and better people, ultimately knowing that his big sacrifice was to have an appointment with the cross, and he, Jesus Christ, willingly laid down on that cross after the abuse, after the scourging, after the suffering, after the separation, despising, and all the things, the forsaking, and he willingly was raised up on that cross, and he shed that blood, and three days later, he rose from the dead and became the greatest champion against four enemies that even the greatest militaries cannot defeat. Death, sin, hell, and the devil himself, and our Savior today, yes, on this Sunday of November of 2023, is still the champion, and his name is Jesus Christ. And the world must have the knowledge of Jesus, because the knowledge of Jesus then gives us the truth of Jesus and who he is. And the knowledge of Jesus with the truth of Jesus then allows Jesus to gift us a freedom that we'll be eternally thankful for. And that's why Jesus says in verse 32, and you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. That's a good statement. I like that. Great verse. But then just a few verses later, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free. Indeed, what a beautiful statement. Jesus is saying, when you know the truth, then the conclusion that you come to is that Jesus Christ is the greatest sacrifice, the greatest soldier, the greatest anything in the history of mankind, and his sacrifice has gifted you and me a salvation, a freedom, an eternal freedom that we can be eternally grateful for. I love the sign for freedom. You see, we were bound, we were captured, we were stuck, we were tied up, but now all of a sudden, I'm free. Salvation, I'm free, I'm saved. Thank God for the freedom and the knowledge and the truth that got us to that point. And Jesus Christ today is your and my answer to freedom. I close with this thought. As Americans, we are truly doubly blessed today. We are free physically and free spiritually. Free physically for the time being. 
But the fact is, maybe we don't appreciate these verses as much as our Christian brothers and sisters that are in communist countries today or in underground churches. Because they would tell us today that though they are not physically free because they know the truth of Jesus Christ, they are psychologically, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually free today. And you don't get that without the knowledge and truth of Jesus Christ. So may I challenge us as Americans in this month of November to be extra thankful to have an extra thanksgiving and knowing that not only have we physical freedom today, but if we're saved, we have spiritual freedom that Jesus Christ and only he could give to you and me because we have known the truth and the knowledge of the truth has set us free. And then the conclusion of the matter is that Jesus Christ himself is the epitome or conclusion of truth. Therefore, he is the one that makes us free. And if he makes us free, forget religion, forget tradition, forget man-made philosophies. It is Jesus that makes us free indeed. Indeed. So thank God for freedom.